0: Hey guys, it's Kiki, and I'm here to review season five, episode four of OWN's Ready to Love. This episode is entitled, Out of Your Comfort Zone. All right, I don't have any church announcements, so I am going to jump into the review. I am actually watching it as I recap for you guys, so you're gonna get my fresh thoughts and takes on this episode. I hope it doesn't piss me off tonight, so let's go. So we start off with Tommy and his tabernacle. (laughs) This is the first time the men are meeting in the gentlemen's lounge. So we have the ladies lounge and we have the gentlemen's lounge. I'm still gonna call it the tabernacle. Uh, He wants to welcome them. He tells them what it's gonna be like when they're in here. He wants everyone to keep it real, keep it honest and express your feelings. Uh, the men have the power this week. So Corey feels like now that the men have the power, corny Corey feels like this is his chance. He really needs to go out on a lot of dates. Okay, Corey, I'm not going to spend too much time on you because I, I'm, I'm tired of repeating myself. Um, Tommy lets the men know their objective for this week. Even though they have the power, what they need to do is take all the ladies out. All right, get them out the house. They know Netflix and chill. Take them out and get out of their comfort zones. Frank says that um, this is where, where he will actually really shine and see, you know, the type of woman he wants to be with. Tommy starts to tell them this funny story about how he had to get out of his comfort zone because his wife, she loved to dance and Tommy can't dance. Um, He says that he would just have to keep going out with her and he kept thinking that she was going to dump him because he didn't know how to dance. I mean, that's the part of dating. I kind of agree, you have to step out of your comfort zone. I've tried doing that so many times and I've actually enjoyed stepping out of my comfort zone. So I hope that the men actually take this objective seriously because I always feel like in the tabernacle the women have the heavier burden of the week and I feel like the men are just like yeah ask about a family that's it that's all y'all gotta do and then come back here and tell me who y'all don't like so we'll see what happens so the first date is with Aisha and Frank I'm glad she's okay after that little car accident last week child talking about rolling over an embankment but Frank says that he really wants to get to know Aisha because she makes him smile and he says that he was smiling just talking about her in the confessional I'm like okay Frank he says that although he really likes her he wants to explore if they can connect on a deeper level deeper than physical looks and sexual energy frankie you saying all the right things and i think i'm becoming a fan it's it's the kombucha for me um as soon as Aisha gets there they hug and he lets her know straight out the gate like even though you may not have felt this way you were my first connection and i'm like oh y'all not me not me falling for it i th- I think frank may embarrass me later on this season but right now with this segment with him and Aisha. I'm liking it. Um, I wrote down, it's the confidence for me, but I really, I really like the way how upfront Frank was like, listen, Aisha, I like you. I like your energy. He even told her like, I know you have a 12 and a 15 year old. I love the fact that you're a mother. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm with it. And I'm open to exploring, you know, possible options with you. So Frank was giving me, listen, here's what I want um if you're down I'm down and let's go on this journey and I'm just like Frank like this was a great first date and Aisha was smiling the whole time and she was she was um not active she was what's the word it's not active it's not alert she was present she was present in the date and they were just so cute they were in the photo booth kissing and stuff and Frank is like he really does like her um beyond them just having the sexual energy and I was just I found my little single lash just smiling at them and I was like oh this is cute y'all real cute like I don't give the men especially this season a lot on this show but I appreciated Frank being upright honest and just transparent about what he wants so Frank you got my gold star so far Let's see what these other dates looking like. Next, we have a meetup with Carrie and Tyrone. If you guys remember last week during the ladies tabernacle, Carrie let it be known that uh, she didn't like the way that Tyrone just let her know that he wasn't interested in her anymore. I think that was through a phone call. And then Shiloh piped up and said that he called her afterwards and was like, that's not what I meant. I didn't know how to juggle three women at once. And I think Carrie and Tommy came to a conclusion that Frank Not Frank, I'm sorry, y'all. Tyrone need to communicate that a little bit better. So he and Carrie are meeting to clear the air. And I'm just wondering what the hell really happened. So, yeah, uh, Carrie definitely wants to clear the air with Tyrone. And she says that he could have treated her better. Now, when we get to Tyrone, you know, face to face with Carrie, he said that his problem with Carrie was that she came off too aggressive my ears perked up because I hate when men use that aggressive word. I hate when it's labeled and slapped on black women because society does enough of that labeling us as aggressive. He goes on to explain that um, the day of the first mixer, he got another phone number and he could see out of the corner of his eye that Carrie was bothered by that and that her body language changed. My first thought was Tyrone does say that he suffers from anxiety, that he has PTSD. I think When he said that initially, I thought, Tyrone, maybe you were just being paranoid. Um, They show us a clip, but it probably was not the same clip. And Carrie's like, listen, um, I wasn't being aggressive. I was just reacting because I know that, you know, Shiloh liked you. So Shiloh and Tyrone, I guess they have a little thing going on and they exchange phone numbers at that point. Tyrone then goes on to explain that um, Carrie texted him, I got confused because he was saying that she texted him at night, like 1230 a.m. And then he saw the text in the morning. They kept interchanging night and morning. So I was like, "Okay, when was the text sent? But the text said, "Um, are you still interested? Dot, 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 question mark. Now, I kind of had to switch on Tyrone's side because, Carrie, much like you, I'm very direct, especially when I'm texting someone that I like. I ask direct, blunt questions. Um... I guess if you had seen that he got a phone number from Shiloh and then you text him that night, are you still interested in me? I get where you're coming from, Carrie, but that could be seen as, I would not call that aggressive. I would call that very assertive. Like, hey, I saw that you're liking someone. I see that this other person is very interested in you. I need to know if I am wasting my time and if I need to move on or should I still show interest in you? And Carrie even said that she was upset right now in this moment with Tyrone because he's calling her aggressive and she's like, I was not pressuring you. I was showing you interest. Like, and I get for someone like Tyrone, how that can be confusing because he's been out of the dating world for a minute. He has anxiety. I could get in. He's a man, you know, they misunderstand a lot of things. I could understand how he could mistake that for pressure or aggressiveness. Um, but I I kind of got where Carrie was coming from. It was two wrongs on both sides. They were both wrong. I think that Tyrone should have done a better job of communicating. And he even said, there's no easy way to tell you that I like more people than you. Ouch, that's harsh. But I feel like that is what Carrie needed to hear. So um, even though Carrie said she just wanted clarification on where the connection stood at the moment... Everything that Tyrone is telling her now in the moment lets her know where she needs to be and that she needs to stop pursuing Tyrone. I 100% agree. Um, I, I'm inclined to give Tyrone more of a break because, I don't know y'all, I kind of want to protect him because he's just so, this is not his realm of normalcy and he he's a terrible communicator, okay? We can't put that past him, but I just don't feel like his intention should be linked to his actions, if that makes sense. I'm not trying to say that he's not in his right mind, but I just think he does not know, you know, sociably how to deal with things. And then we're putting dating on the table, even though it's not an excuse and he should work to get better at it. I just feel like I'm going to give him a break and Carrie, I'm going to just need you to move on to somebody else. I hope there is still somebody else here for Carrie because after this conversation, I feel like she's going to be bottom two for sure. (sighs) Child, this next group date, let's get into it. We've got Corey, Cornelius, Camille, and Courtney. I'm tired of seeing Cornelius with Camille. Like, can we switch it up, please? (laughs) It's the four of them at a skating rink. Um, Courtney cory has orchestrated the date because he wants to get to know courtney um cornelius is running interference between camille and courtney both camille courtney is the last one to arrive and she's just like is it gonna be the three of us and they're like yeah just the three of us because i'm at court Corey. corny's like yeah camille i'm interested in you and she's just like boy boy stop like not gonna happen um when she sees that Courtney walks through the door she's kind of leery about Courtney because she knows that Courtney and Cornelius have a connection uh so Corey and Courtney go off and they start skating on the rink Camille and Cornelius are sitting down lacing up their skates and she's asking him are you jealous And Cornelius is like, no, I'm I'm, I'm not jealous. I am I'm fine where I'm at. And in his confessional, Cornelius is like, yeah, I really appreciate Corey doing this for me because I like Camille and I'm still interested in Courtney. But I'm glad that, you know, my dog, Corey, is running interference for me. Are we 12 running interference? Okay, sir. Um... Courtney said that initially she wasn't really gonna give Corey a chance, but he's changed her mind, and she reveals that you know Corey's a Kappa, so you know he's doing a lot of showboating and being real extra. When she said that Corey was a Kappa, it it all clicked for me, y'all. It it, it was like the Da Vinci Code, the last piece of the puzzle for Inception. I was like, oh, that explains it. Um, I'm not going to delve deeper into that because I saw what y'all did to Issa Rae and Amanda Seals and I'm not here for the conversation. So Corey's the Kappa guys. Hold on to that. Um, (laughs) I think Cornelia said that he was happy that Corey was running interference and that he was keeping Courtney occupied. I didn't like that. He said that that was kind of like an asshole thing to say. Like, I, I, I dig the fact that he's keeping her occupied for me. I don't like that. So gosh, Camille is asking Cornelius these questions and the way she's speaking, I had to rewatch this scene twice because I didn't know what the hell she was asking him. She's just like, so I know you said you're, you know, you're waiting for sex. You know, when that night comes, when you're going to have sex, is it going to be a problem? And I'm like, what is she talking about? Basically, Camille is asking Cornelius if the dick is going to be trash. and He's like, no, you don't have to worry about that. Like, it's going to be all good. (sighs) If I had a nickel. (laughs) moving right along um next she asked him you know how's your bank account cornelia says that he is debt free um he really trying to take student loans to the grave. Camille says that she has two masters, a bachelor. You know, she got student debt, but that, you know, Jesus paid the way basically. He's like, "No, no, no. We're not taking that to the grave. We're going to pay that off." He was like, "I I believe in being debt-free. I believe in having investments, 401k, um IRA, all that stuff." So she's very much impressed by that. Good answer, Cornelius. I don't believe you as a former banker. I don't believe you. Um let me stop stereotyping. <laughs> Uh, Cornelius in his confessional says that he is very flattered by the intention. I'm sorry, the attention that Camille has shown him, but he doesn't want it to become too possessive because he still plans on entertaining several other women. Ooh, Camille, you got a storm coming up, sis. Um, Back to Courtney and in Courtney. Yes, Courtney says that she likes chill men. She doesn't like her men to be doing too much or to be extra. So she's hoping that Corny Cory can calm down. He starts to like, they're against the wall at the rink talking, and then he gets in front of her and is getting very close. And I'm just like, creep alert. Here we go. Creep alert. Creep, creep, creep. Like, sir, I don't... First of all, we're still in a panorama. I'm gonna need you to give me six feet. We're not wearing masks. I hope you're vaccinated. Okay, so give me the six feet. I personally have this thing about me and men with personal space. Like, I just... I don't like, especially men I don't know, ugh, I can just think about how many times I've been in the club or in a public space and it's a little crowded and women, you all know what I'm talking about. When a man walks past you and he puts his hand on your back, it's giving very much, ugh, I'm gagging just thinking about it. And I used to think it used to be a black men thing. No, all men do this. Just last month I was in a bar, I promise y'all it was not that crowded and This man, instead of saying, hey, excuse me, this middle-aged white man just put his hand two inches above my butt crack and walked past me. And I was like, men, like personal space, please, please. But, you know, Courtney likes it. She is feeling Corey and she's just like, yeah, I'm getting a little turned on. I'm getting a little aroused. And I'm like, okay, Courtney, if you like it, I love it, sis. Um, She asked. Courtney, cory what he wants in a wife and he's like you know what i believe that we ride together we die together you know this is for life and she's like oh i like that and i'm like courtney baby that that's bad boys that's that's the bad boys tagline we ride together we die together i mean if you want to take a page from will and jade bad marriage for life but sis i'm gonna i'm gonna need you to know your taglines but Corey is in no way, shape, or form looking for a wife on this show. He is looking for some kitty. And Courtney, I'm gonna need you to I'm gonna need you to wake up, sis. He goes behind a counter, um, and the lady gives Courtney some flowers that he had stashed in the back for her, and she's very impressed. She's appreciated. The flowers look decent, because y'all know how I go off about carnations. <laughs> and baby's breath and all that y'all know my triggers for red roses but he gave her a fresh assortment of flowers and she likes it so I was just like all right corny core you got one point but I feel like he would have had those flowers regardless of who was on the date like if it was Zadia or Mumin anybody else he would have had those flowers like he's just so he reminds me of Quagmire from Family Guy like its it's just so slimy and sleazy but Y'all, this this date was a mess to watch. Let's move on to the next one. Next, we have a very surprising date for me. That is Walter and Moomin. Gorgeous ass. She's so gorgeous. Um, I wouldn't think that Walter and Moomin would hit it off, but I think I may be. I know I'm Team Wabrina, I'm Team Salter. but I may have to I may have to defect to um Team Malter. Uh, Mumin and Walter said that they met at the mixer and they hit it off very well, so they're gonna go on their first date. Mumin says that she enjoys hanging out with Walter because their conversation is so diverse. She asked him if he wants to get married again, and he's like, Yeah, I definitely want to get married, and I want to have kids. I want to be present, I want to be there every day. And I'm like, Yeah, check mark, check mark, check mark. Thank you, Walter. Check, check, check. Um, me simping for Walter will not stop. (laughs) And I think it's big of him to say that he still wants to get married and do the kids' thing. Uh, regardless of what, you know, transpired in the past with his wife passing away. Um, He goes on to explain that he wants to be the dad that his dad never was. He and his dad had kind of a kind of absent relationship. He once wrote a six page letter to his father explaining how he felt about his dad during his childhood. And his dad responded with a post-it note. And then he realized, you know, I'm I'm just going to have to let that go and let him be where he is. And I'm like, (laughs) like Mumin said, facts. (laughs) Do y'all have friends who say facts out loud? I have a friend who does that. I hope she knows who she is. It's it's the cool, chill ones. I'm like, facts. Uh, She also says that, you know, she has some daddy issues, but she has healed from that. And she's learned not to let the little girl in her lead when she looks for potential partners like characteristics that does not display that she has daddy issues so they bond over that fact and Mumi notes that it was uh big of her to admit that she had a problem with her father because it takes a while for her to open up so they are vibing really well they're catching a vibe they're definitely catching a vibe (laughs) I fucking hate when people say that um they're cute together y'all I don't know Team Wabrina, what's going on? What's going on with Walter and Sabrina? Because, I mean, I wonder if part of it is Mumina is so goddamn gorgeous. She could be paired with anybody. And I'd be like, girl, I'm feeling it. All right. Yeah, they had a great date. It was cute. They went to a little garden with flowers. It was a chill date. They both enjoyed each other. And now we are moving on to the next date. Next, we have another group date. This time it's taking place at a gym. Let me just let y'all know, I will never have a date at the gym. I do HIIT training. I've been doing it for a year now. Yes, I've been at my gym for a year in October. Um, Y'all will never catch me there. First of all, in a full face of makeup. Did that the first time I went, never did that again. And y'all will never catch me there trying to romantically pursue someone. I am so ugly when I work out. The amount of sweat that is pouring down my now ball head uh, no, no, sir. Nope. Not going to happen. I commend these women for putting on makeup and going to the gym, even doing the yoga stretches that they did. But I was just like, it could not beat me, especially cause I do hot yoga. Um, but we have Dante, Phil, Shiloh and Carrie child Dante tries to lead. Um, <laughs> Well, first, uh, Carrie and Shiloh they do the yoga stretches before they start, which is walking down the mat with your hands. Always stretch before you work out. That that downward dog they were doing that has saved my ass so many times. Just stretching out my spine. But anyway, Dante is looking at both of them because he's like, "Yeah, their spandex is doing, you know, overtime. It's working." And I'm just like, "Bro, they just just stretching. Calm down." But later, Dante tries to lead the fitness part of the date with the resistance bands. Oops, sorry. Not my friend trying to get me to come out the house says, "I'm inside, girl. I'm inside." Um, what time is it anyway? Girl, it's 10:09, girl. I'm in the house. Sorry, y'all. Dante. Dante is saying that he's going to lead the Workout and Carrie's like, well, you know, I'm trying to sweat, so you better be good at it. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm make you sweat. So they start with those damn resistance bands, and I think he gave Carrie the the hardest resistance band. And he's like, everybody's doing a decent job, and he's like, hold it, Carrie, hold it, Carrie. And Carrie's struggling, and I'm just like, girl, I I know, I, I've been there. Whenever we have to work out with resistance bands, I choose the there's like three of them, and I always choose the one that's looser, so you don't have to stretch as hard, cause this bees that way sometimes the struggle is really really real but um they eventually finish their workout and then they go split off into pairs so Phil and Shiloh go in Um uh, well actually Phil pulls Shiloh to the side because Dante and Carrie were kind of having their own conversation very smooth Phil I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing with Phil because we didn't even see him on the last episode so he and Shiloh they're sitting close together they're talking Um, they say that they have a connection. Shallow says that it's easy energy with him and she's a very sensual person. So she's feeling that sensual, sexual energy with Phil. There's definitely some chemistry between the two of them. There's a vibe. I like the Phil that, I like the Phil, Phil of the future. I like the fact that Phil is being present in this date and he's just not like asking interview questions. Um, They're really into each other. He's asking her what he likes, what she likes in a man and what she likes in a relationship. She's just like, you know, I'm looking for someone to fill me up, you know, fill my cup and I'll fill yours. And just talking about how she's into discreet PDA. So there's a lot of touching and flirting going on. Not really a ton of valuable conversation, but like I said, it's a vibe. It's definitely a vibe going on between them. Now the complete opposite is happening with Dante and Carrie. Um, <laughs> it's like watching two awkward people on a bad Tinder date. Like he's just like, "So have you made any connections?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah, I've I made some connections. I made some good connections." Okay. Um, Carrie says that she does not feel a vibe that he's interested in her. And I know Carrie, I'm trying to keep you on this show sis because I feel like I understand you. Carrie is the type of woman when she she needs to know if you're interested in her before she goes any further. And that's just what it is. That's, it's, it's cut and dry. It's direct. It's very point A to point B and that's it. Um, she's trying to initiate more of a conversation with him. But I think the keep saying the vibe I think the the air and the energy between them it's kind of it's just not there and it's lacking and both Carrie and Dante are bad at carrying conversations <laughs> no pun intended but it, it's, it's just awkward to watch she asked him you know does he want to get married and have children and he's like well I already have kids and she's like I know but do you want to have more and he just kind of he kind of puts a wall up and he kind of freezes up and he's just like, yeah, the conversation doesn't flow with her. He says this in his confessional. Now, Dante, so Carrie knows you have kids. Does the rest of the do the rest of the woman know that Dante has kids with three other women or is the general consensus that he just has children? See, I feel like he put that wall up because he didn't want to go any further into explaining that he had three kids with three different women. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. And then he also, when she asked about marriage, he was, he didn't answer the question. He was like, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, I want to be married. Like, what? It it, is a lot of secrecy going on because I feel like if we got into, okay, so you have three kids with three different women, you know, what are your feelings on marriage or why haven't you... Try to marry one of the mothers of like I feel like he thought the conversation would lead to that so that's why he like he clammed up real quick y'all and kind of shut the conversation down and I feel like the fix is in I haven't seen the end of the episode but I'm already if Carrie doesn't go home tonight I'm gonna be very surprised like the fix is in for Carrie and <sighs> Dante I, I still got my good eye on you I also want to know Shiloh um now, I don't like talking about people's hair on this show because I feel like on Twitter, y'all be doing the fucking most. Like, oh, my God, her wig is raggedy. <laughs> Meanwhile, y'all sitting at home with some fucking Cleo braids from the front to the back. Like, y'all be doing a lot. And y'all are very comfortable with dragging black women for their hairstyles on these reality shows. So I don't even engage in that. But Shiloh, sis, um I know you're at the gym. I, listen. Listen. I, I, I've i been there, sis. I don't know if I want to put the wig on or not or have the natural hair or the afro. I've been there, sis. But Shiloh, what was going on in this gym scene? It was like uh, <laughs> some electric blue ringlets, some electric blue ponytail that you did not even bother to brush down your real hair and you just clipped the fucking ponytail, the waterfall ringlet. Like, Shiloh, I'm going to need you because I see people have been dragging. Shiloh? Shiloh, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to need you to pull together on the hair front because the 4K, the HD, it was doing you no favors, honey. You are a gorgeous woman. Whether you don't know if you want to be natural or in between or maybe get a silk press or get that perm, I'm going to need you, especially you are trying to date people, I'm going to need you to get the hair together, baby. Like, I'm going to need, because what I just saw... (laughs) What I just saw on this television screen, it was an assault to my eyes. And it is an assault to you because you are a gorgeous woman. I just, you're giving me Libba vibes. you giving me <laughs> that first episode. Libba looked like she fell asleep on the couch during the mixer and then got up and nobody brushed her hair back down for her. I'm gonna need you to pull it together, Shiloh. Okay, thank you. All right, let's get into the last two dates. They both take place separately at a bar. We have Naeem and Zadia. They are doing some cocktail crafting. They make a drink with a bartender. Then they sit down and talk. Um, Zadia asks Naeem, you know, how would his friends describe him? He says that, you know, they just know that I'm very protective. I would protect my woman. I I would make sure she's loved on. I would do this. I would do that. Woulda, coulda, shoulda to me. I need to see actions. Actions speak louder than words. So thanks, Naeem. Um, He asked her the same. How would her friends describe her? She just says that her friends would probably describe her as spoiled because she sees something. She goes for it. She said anything she wants, she gets it. Period. <laughs> she didn't say the period. I just added that on. Um, There wasn't really much to their date. They're just sitting there talking about how much they like each other and they're holding hands and doing all this corny shit. Because like Zadia said, the drinks are flowing and the lights are low. I feel you. Um, I get, here's the thing with Naeem and Zadia. I think they want to like each other. I don't doubt that they don't like each other. I think that they are both banking on the promise that the feelings will become greater as time goes along. Like they're both ready to just say, hey, you're my person. And, Cause I don't really feel the need to get to know anybody else. That's what I get from them. Uh, he says that he likes her, blah, blah, blah. She says that she wants someone who is going to, she wants someone who's going to be sure that she is it for him. So I feel like Zadia is a, am I your number one? Okay, I got to be your number one or else. He says that, yeah, he he definitely understands that. And he is somebody who likes to be sure, but at the same time that he is still going to explore his options and do this journey the right way so that he can meet the right people. Basically saying that although I like you, Zadia, I'm still going to get to know other people. I like the fact that he said that and I can respect the fact that he's upfront about it. At least he's not like these other dudes who are are like, you're my number one. And then we find out that they've been texting or they've been doing the Cupid shuffle to their room every night after curfew, like Winter and Jay. Uh, so their date was decent, again, they're kind of boring to me, so next, we get Tasia and Frank, Frank is um, bartending for Tasia. he's gonna create a cocktail for her, when Frank was shaking the little shot, I was like, you better shake, Frank, (laughs) I would feel so awkward if he was making a drink, like, that may have been sexy to someone else, but when I was watching Frank, I was like, mmm, this is kind of, I feel a little uncomfortable don't be looking me in the eyes as you make my drink don't do that don't be shaking don't do that but um she says that she no Frank says that he has not had the opportunity for a proper connection with Tasia so that's why he selected her for a date I feel like Tasia hasn't really gelled our vibe with any of the men I mean Corey was interested but that's when he thought he was getting eliminated. And um, Carrington is gone. And he didn't even really care for Tosia, So I don't know Tessia. I don't I don't know. It's kind of slim pickets. I need to see her interact with Phil probably. Because I don't really see her vibing with anybody else. Uh, But Tosia and Frank sit down and have a conversation. He says he wants to break down the wall with her because he feels like he doesn't really know much about her and she says the same about him like since the mixer it seems like he had a guard up i disagree i just think that maybe she didn't get a chance to interact with him because he was he was entertaining Libba. he was entertaining aisha carrie said that she really enjoyed the sound of his voice like frank is definitely on the list for a lot of women uh they start talking and he asks her about her life and Uh, she starts talking about how she is an entrepreneur and that, you know, she has, I think she said she had her master's and how she's, she she went into business for herself a year ago from the day that they are speaking and that she goes into this whole, you know, just diatribe about entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship. Listen, I'm not one of y'all, so I don't know the right term, but working for herself, damn it. And you can tell she takes a lot of pride in that, but Frank notices what I notice and that there's a weird vibe there. Frank says that all Tasia talks about is her career. Like he says, he wants to know, who are your friends? What do you like to do? Tell me more about yourself outside of your career. And ooh, ladies, I, I feel like I shouldn't say this, but when we, listen, I I understand being your own boss is amazing. That's great. You don't work a nine to five. That's amazing. That's a very blessed lifestyle to have. But is there more to you than your career? Is there more to you outside of that? That can't be your only... Like, I get it's your bread and butter and it's your baby because you've built it yourself and you nurture it and you water it. But what else you got going on? And I feel the same way about men. Like, especially, you know, here in Charleston, you meet people who are lawyers or doctors. Okay, so what else is going on? What Do you like to read books, my nigga? Like, do you, <laughs> do you like to go to the movies? Like, aside from you having a great career, which I'll never fault you for... There has to be more to you than that. And I feel like Tasia is not going to connect with a lot of people because she isn't really forthcoming in details about herself. Even last week when they were asking the sex question, which she did not have to answer in that group setting, but she does not offer up information about herself or be like, hey, I actually like this. Or I haven't even heard her say, hey, I'm, I want to get married. I'm looking for a husband. I want We haven't seen her or heard her say that, so... To see, I'm thinking you're going to be bottom two. You and Carrie, that's what I'm estimating. But yeah, um, Frank was spot on with that. And um, I love that people are able to thrive in careers that they enjoy and that they love. But there has to be more than more to you than that. And I think the pandemic exposed that while people were at home, maybe not knowing if they could go to their jobs, whether it be remote or physical. Like, what else did you have going for you before that and will you still have a presence or some sense of character after your career ends yeah yeah Mm. some food for thought all right we are back in the tabernacle it's time for the men to meet up with tommy and confer all right tommy walks in he basically just gets to it all right who are the connections that you guys are making? Anybody making any good connections, all right? Corey says that Mumin was initially his number one, but now the dark horse, Courtney, is creeping up. He says that he even went, took his own free time to get some flowers, got his own paper, got some all ribbon. He, f- Corey, you wouldn't bought her flowers from a Flores. Like, stop it. Like... Corey gives me very insecure later, just watching his facial expressions later during the tabernacle. I'm like, excuse me, you be putting 20 on 10. Like you bought her some flowers. Cool. You like her. Tyrone says that um, Sabrina, he made a connection with. I wish we would have seen Sabrina this episode, but we didn't. Um, But he says that now Shiloh is his number one because they have late night telephone conversations and FaceTime. And that with Shiloh, she's starting to make him feel like a relationship could be a possibility. Phil says in his confessional that he's shocked because he likes Shiloh, but hearing that you could be thinking someone's your number one or vice versa, and then hearing that they're having other connections is kind of puzzling. Like, oh, what you doing? What you got going on? So Phil, if you are going to be a possessive creep, Go ahead and leave right now, Cornelius says that he likes Camille. <laughs> Tommy, I think being shady was like, tell me what you like about Camille. I'm like, damn, Tommy, he can't like her. I mean, we know she's a little possessive and a little crazy, but he said he liked it. Cornelius says that well, she's a uh, chocolate. <laughs> Cornelius is kind of corny to me too, and um, obviously she's curvaceous. Uh, And Tommy's like, yeah, you know, I I see what you guys see. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's curvy. And I'm like, Tommy, calm the hell down now. Don't make me have to come down to Houston and cut you for Jacqueline. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just nod and don't say nothing. Um, Courtney says that Camille has a a lot of personality and that they have a lot in common. He also said that he likes Courtney as well and that they have great phone conversations. Ooh, Courtney Corey did not like that. He was like, "Yeah, uh Courtney told me that the balls in your court. What you going to do about it?" And he was like, he felt that Courtney was pimping him. <laughs> or playing game on him. I'm like, because Courtney is a Leo baby. She's proactive. She's just not going to sit there. She already told y'all she hot in the drawers and she's ready to pounce. She's direct. She's assertive. Of course, she's Courtney. Walter says that he really liked Moomin y'all when Walter said Mumin every man around the table went mmm and I'm like yes she's gorgeous she's a goddess she's stunning she's an icon she is the moment (laughs) I'm glad that all of y'all know that Mumin is that bitch but he says that the conversation was very easy with her and that he likes her Naeem says that he and Zadiga got close Tommy asked for clarification on got close and he's like oh well you know um yeah uh, we were holding hands and she was touching me and hands were on thighs and you know her hands were on me and I'm just like are we in fifth grade like it felt very like junior high like I'm gonna tell you guys what this girl did and I was just kind of turned off like I'm trying 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 to remain interested in the season but the men on this season y'all they are just a little off to me the casting for the minute, the ball has been dropped so I'm Trying to go into each episode with brand new eyes, but I'm just not. The men are so whack to me, and I know this is not the best of what DC has to offer. Moving along, Tommy asks the men, "Who are they not feeling?" Frank says that for him it's Tasia. There was no comfort level with her, and she just does not seem interested. Naeem co-signs. He says that Tasia gives no energy, so the connection feels unauthentic, and that she smiles with her lips but not her eyes. Okay, Tyrone says Carrie, <laughs> obviously. Um, Tyrone says that he feels that the whole situation with Carrie, how it went sour because he did like her, but now that it's gone sour, he feels that it became that way because he actually verbalized it and said it out loud. Uh Tommy asks Tyrone, you know, why did it come out that way? Why did you say you know, that you didn't like her? Why did the connection stop? And Tyrone basically is just like, oh, because I like somebody else. (laughs) Now, Tommy gives Tyrone a look like, really, nigga? But he just lets that one slide. And I'm just like, see, Tommy, I got my good eye on you, nephew Tommy. (laughs) Like, he wanted to expound more upon it, but he was just like, I'm going to just let Tyrone. It was just very blunt for Tyrone, who claims that, not claims, but for tyrone to be like you know i have a hard time talking i have anxiety he was very clear about the fact that he likes this other person who we know is shiloh and that is not carrie all right cut and dry basically that's it that's it that's a wrap on him and carrie uh cornelia says that he is not feeling sabrina because she doesn't want any more kids in that what did he say you know i have to have something from me i have to give something if all you have to offer is some stale sperm, like, you can move it right along. Like, and why are we penalizing her? She already has a child. She had a negative experience with the father of her child. She is a woman. It's okay that she doesn't want to be barefoot and pregnant and have all these other kids. Like, that that's okay. That's okay. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Well, she don't want to have no more kids, so I'm not feeling her. Oh, oh okay. All right it is what it is um tommy says that they know who they have to go out and have the conversation with and that the goal for this is to get everyone to their better half i wrote that down because i thought that was important and i feel like it's not just the better half like another partner but you need to become a better half of yourself to become whole to somebody else mm. Mm. did y'all feel a i just put y'all on game let's get to the elimination All right. Elimination time. We see Cornelius. He is going to meet with Tasia. He said that this is actually going to be a date because he does want to get to know her a little better. But we know this is the you may or may not be eliminated conversation date. He basically well she says that she's nervous. (laughs) Y'all know Cornelius be smiling with all his teeth. I'd be nervous too. Just basically he's saying that the men feel like she has not opened up that there's still a wall and that they have not been able to make a true connection with her. She says that she, in her confessional, that she doesn't want to own that. She's like, oh, here they go again. I feel like Tessia is still holding a grudge from being in the bottom two on the first episode at the first Mixer. But Cornelius lets her know that the guys still think that she's ready to love. I have no idea why I would have sent Tessia home. She is not interested in getting to know any of the guys, in my opinion. Like... Not that I blame her because the, the selection of men this season is is not much to choose from. But um to see ya <laughs> it would have been nice to see ya leaving, but I'ma need to see you to step it up next week, even though it's not a to my knowledge women's elimination. I'ma need her to step it up and I need her to make a connection. All right, to see you I'm putting you on notice for me. Period. Next we see Carrie. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I put Carrie and Cornelius, and it was actually Carrie and Naeem um (laughs) Naeem didn't even say that this was a date he was just like yeah I I need to meet with Carrie um basically he asked her what a lot of men have asked her you know have you made any connections I feel like the producers had kept feeding them that line to ask specifically with Carrie because they were seeing that she isn't vibing with anybody but she says that she wishes that she had would have gotten more time to dig a little deeper with some of the men um, and it's the same old runaround. You know, I wish I had more time. Y'all don't have a lot of time, okay? They always say that on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Like, I wish I would got more time. You have to stand out, and you have to make an effort. And the fact that both the men and women on this cast who are older, some of them just think, "Oh, I'm gonna sit back and let it come." No, you have to get out. You have to get in there. You have to engage. Make an effort, sis. But um, there really wasn't much to their, to their conversation, just Naeem telling her what the men think that she hasn't made a connection with anyone, blah, 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 the same as Tasia, and that she is not ready for love. She takes it well in stride. She said that maybe her person just wasn't here. And Naeem even said that he was like, I have no doubt that you will find love outside of this, you know, your king or your whatever just wasn't here. So in her exit interview, she's like, you know, I I, I wish I would have got more time. I feel like uh, my person isn't here. But if anybody's watching, you know, I am ready for love. I was like, yes, plug yourself. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Honestly, it could have been a double elimination because Carrie wasn't really making strides. Tasia isn't really making strides as well. That was the end of the episode. Next week, we're gonna have a pool party and we're gonna have two people join the cast. One male, one female. I wish it would have been someone from a past season as long as it's not KG Chris, but it looks like it'll be complete new people. They blurred out the faces, but it looks like it's gonna be brand new people. So some new blood, some new energy. Camille looks like she is not gonna be enthused. So that was the end of the episode, guys. I I was entertained, y'all. It's just something about this season that... It's not hitting like the other seasons, and um, maybe I'll speak more of that when the season is over and I do my wrap-up review. I am going to ask a question for my Spotify listeners this week. So this week's question, and let me remind you guys, if you guys are listening on Spotify, you can actually tap into the app on this episode that you're listening to and answer the question that I am asking right now. My question for this week was Carrie wrong to text Tyrone. Was she wrong to text him, you know, are you still interested, dot, dot, dot? Uh, Because I kind of feel like she was. I kind of feel like she was doing a little too much, even though I'm guilty of doing too much via text, but I've pulled back. I feel like it was too much for him. I feel like she should have just played it cool, even though she knew that he and Shiloh were developing a deep connection or that they had interest in each other. And I feel like by texting him, she was putting unwarranted pressure on herself in on him because he saw it as her being aggressive and I, <coughs> and I feel like he saw it as her being a little thirsty but he didn't want to say that and I think she even said that like let me go back in my notes when they did have their confrontation she was like I wasn't showing pressure or being thirsty I was showing interest well when you text someone at what 12 30 a.m and then he sees it in the, even as a 12 30 a.m and then him seeing it at nine in the morning are you still interested that is very assertive I'm not gonna use the word aggressive so once again my question for this week for my Spotify listeners was Carrie wrong to text Tyrone all right make sure you guys answer the question if anybody answers I'll be sure to read it at the top of next week next week's review all right I'm done I'm about to go to bed we got gym tomorrow at 10 a.m honey we're gonna work out get my heart pumping. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I can be found at KDASHDIOR. Make sure you guys are caught up and have your notifications on for the podcast. Ashley just recapped the season premiere of Insecure. She had a really good review. Make sure you guys go listen to it and I will see you guys next time. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye.